sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kulbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulbaum. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. And we're going to talk the markets. We'll talk the markets. Because we know what you're hearing. We just, no matter what the markets do, keep the feet on the ground. When it's the most exciting is when you have to be a little bit more eyes wide open. I promise you will talk the markets. You will hear about the markets in just a few. I am sure you all know by now, I rank socialism just below Root Canal, the Ebola virus, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, And amazingly, I think we have gotten to the point where we now have socialism versus capitalism up for debate. Amazingly. You know, if the Golden State Warriors were playing the New York Knicks in a basketball game, you know what's better and what's not because it's blatant. You have a horror show of one team and an unbelievable team on the other side. There's no argument. It's not arguable. One cannot say the Knicks are better than the Golden State Warriors. Unless you're ill, of course, or joking. Socialism has done nothing but destroy. And just remember what it is. We, we, we're very smart here, regardless what you guys think. We narrow things down. We simplify things. All socialism is is you as a people. Take more money out of your pocket and give it to a select few people to control you more. Tell you what to do, how to do it. That's all socialism is. And of course, there are levels of it. There are levels of a government that wants to take over the healthcare system. Lock, stock, and barrel. There's levels of a climate change crisis. One of the great scams of all time. Oh, Gary, the scientist. No, 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 no. We're not arguing with the scientists that the climate doesn't change. We're not arguing with the scientists that we heat up here, we cool down here. We're not arguing with that. We're arguing that any of these people know what's going to happen a thousand years from now because I got news for you. Before even man and women inhabited this earth, we were much warmer many years ago. We were much cooler many years ago. We just believe it's being driven home to ultimately, as usual, your wallets. That's all. That's all. And of course, they go so far as to want to tell you that they can control the weather. Oh, if we do this, we can stop hurricanes. We can stop the floods. I heard somebody say the other day, we got to do something to stop the floods. Screw you. You can't stop the floods. If it wants to rain 20 days in a row, you have some flooding. I got news for you. If it's no rain for a year, you can have some dry weather and maybe some fires. That's how it works. Now, we as a country can do something about our, our environment at all times, sure. Hey, remember LA? They used to have smog city. Not anymore. At least that's what I hear. Oceans, got to clean them up. There's a lot of plastic in the oceans. I I keep watching this advertisement on TV about two guys that started a company just small to get plastic out of the ocean. Now they'd be able to get millions and millions. That's terrific. I love it. 
get rid of all pollution. Terrific. I love it. But why do we have to pay them? Because they're socialists. They're authoritarian socialist dictators. But that's really not what I want to talk about here because something else got to me. Bernie Sanders last night said that the Boston bomber that murdered three innocents and injured countless numbers of people, light of limbs, people without arms and legs, should be able to vote. Now, I am not attributing that to socialism, but he's a socialist. And we think they're ill. We think they're authoritarian, socialist dictators and would do anything possible to have power. So Bernie Sanders thinks that if I just let the Boston bomber vote, he'll vote for me. I want you to imagine that for a second, because it wasn't just Bernie Sanders. Kamala Harris said, well, it's a conversation we can have. CNN. You know how CNN just absolutely rips Trump 24-7? 24-7. Turn it on anytime. Turn it on now. They're ripping Trump. Seriously, go turn it on right now. They're ripping Trump. I can say that 100 times during the day. I say two out of 100 times they're not talking about Trump. Go turn it on. But Bernie Sanders saying that the Boston bomber, a terrorist, a murderer, should be able to vote. And CNN was like, what's something we can discuss? And I'm thinking to myself, I I believe a little boy died in the Boston bombing, if I'm not incorrect. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm the father of that little boy, well, Bernie Sanders is in his 70s, so no, I can't. But if I was the father of this little boy and a 30-year-old strapping young man said that, I don't know if I could hold myself back. And I'm not a violent person. But I think I may smack him upside the teeth. CNN. I would ask the, I would phone CNN. I'd like to come on and talk about what Bernie Sanders said. And then I would rip CNN. And, and you know, I'm thinking to myself, because the next part of the equation is the audience applauded. And I know they put him in front of friendly audiences, but are these audiences robots and just whatever he says, they're just going to applaud anyhow? And I guess they do that for Trump, right? So yeah, I guess so. And as I'm driving home today, coming to the studio, I'm thinking to myself, am I mentally ill, thinking that this guy is absolutely sick in the mind? that he would let the Boston bomber vote on an election in this country, that he has a right to vote. No, he has, he has a right to be let out on the yard so a bunch of men can beat the living hell out of him to within an inch of his life, make him drink from a straw the rest of his life until he expires with his last breath. Maybe I'm mentally ill to think that this guy actually thinks that? Anyway, mark another one down on how insane these people are, yet they poll very well. You may email me and tell me if I'm wrong. I want to hear from you guys. Tell me if I'm wrong. The Boston bomber should be able to vote. Now, this has nothing to do with you and your money, but it does. You know why? If this man becomes president of the United States and gets the House and Senate, we are, well, got to watch my words, we're screwed. These people are evil. You know, they call Trump evil. They call Trump authoritarian, but Trump lowered taxes and got rid of regulations. It's the authoritarians calling Trump authoritarian. Ill is wanting to let the Boston bomber vote in elections. Email me. I'll read your emails on air without your names. Up next, full market wrap, lots to cover. 
This is the one only Investor's Edge. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Caldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. Get this show in your city. Go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive or live 606 p.m. Eastern Time Monday through Friday. Also, GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter. Gary Callpom. You can email me. Just be nice. No, really. Just be nice. Not like the nasty person who emailed me today. It's the same person who's been doing it for 15 years and says the most vile, disgusting things. But thank you for the input. I appreciate that. I know you're out there and you're a wimp. You use a fake email address because you don't want to show your face. But thank you for the input. You're a kind human being. Uh, read our commentary and articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button, press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. And our email service. Just press the button at convictionleaders.com at our uh, website, garyk.com. One month free email service at garyk.com. Uh, which leads me to the market wrap. Brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbeck, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. DAP 146, S&P up 25, NASDAQ 105, NASDAQ 197. Socks up 15. Small caps finally had a decent day. Transport's only up 26. Advanced declines good, up down volume good. Uh, new highs did pick up some, but really, uh, I'm told the NASDAQ and the S&P hit new highs at the close today. You only have 99 new highs on the NASDAQ. And by the way, take away about 40. Amazon up 36, Google up 17, both report earnings in the next few days, Apple up three. They're running these stocks into earnings. They don't know whether earnings are going to be good or not, but they're running these stocks up into earnings, and that was doing the trick today. Best way I can put it. Good day for growth. Let me be clear on a couple of things. There are a ton of setups now in the market. Remember all those software names that came down hard a few times over the last 8, 10 weeks, if not more? Well, a bunch of them held a 50-day. They're rallying back up. They're building these bases in there, and if they can bust out a range, that'd be good stuff. They all, a lot of them held yesterday and were up decently again today. We mentioned the names on the show. We've done Alphabet Soup with you on the show. Hopefully, you've been listening. In the doubt today, Apple almost up three. And again, this tells you a lot, and I, and I just want to bring this up. Apple's last earnings report was terrible. Their guidance was terrible. The stock still gapped up at 160, closed at 166. In 12 weeks, it's 207. 11 weeks, it's 207. Sales down 5%, and they're going to be down to the 5% the quarter we're in. Now, maybe they surprise big and they don't. Number's still not going to be that great. But welcome to the world right now. And I get emails from people, what do you think about why this is happening? I, I don't potentially care about why. I, I don't know why. We know about the easy money. We know the U-turn that Powell took and the rest of the central banks around the globe, so that's back in play. But how do you go coast to coast? How do you top out for six months, go into a brutal bear market? The brutal bear market only lasts three months, and in four months you're back to the highs. Answer is don't know. Or China adding a trillion bucks to the system. Trillion bucks. Powell doing the U-turn. Japan and, and, and Europe, big time, easy money. So they decided to tell us they have negative rates for the next year minimum. Uh, Japan, uh, Bank of Japan owns 50% of the Japanese ETFs. We can go on and on. But the bottom line is price is what matters most. Just letting you know. Of note today, a few things I want to bring up. Twitter. So it gaps up today around 37 and change. Called 37.50. 
rallies to 40 and a half, close at 39 and three quarters. Volume usually 15 million, did 104 million today. Stalled in the middle of the day. Why? Because if you go back to last year, uh, 10 months ago, uh, actually a little more than that, the old highs in the 70s back in 13, but last year in uh, June and July hit 47 bucks and then gapped down in July. That 40 to 47 area is a lot of resistance, but let me be clear. If volume and reactions matter, this baby's going to get back to the old high of around 48 bucks. Of the last year. Remember, it was in the 70s when it first came out. So write that down. The optimum play here is on pullbacks into that 37, 38 area on some weakness in the market. Whether you get weakness in the market beats the hell out of me. So Twitter was today. And I think it's an important name. A decently important name. Lockheed Martin was up 18. The defense stocks have been very, very weak. When you have a chance, go look at Lockheed, LMT, and you will see it coming up the right side, volume. Uh, that volume's got to be wrong. Hold on one second. Let me fix this. Uh, it, was three, it was triple average. Very good numbers. The rest of the uh, defense stocks uh, report, let's see, Raytheon this week, uh, General Dynamics this week. What else? Raytheon, General Northrop Grumman this week. So we'll see how they react. But very good reaction uh, to Lockheed Martin also. I will mention also Hasbro. Uh, very good reaction also. HAS with a good gap to the upside, though revenue's up a whopping 2%. You know, it doesn't thrill me so much. Not much at all. And very simply, we give you these gaps for you to look at. The reason why a stock gaps up is simply because there is such demand for the stock has to be at ever higher prices off of the news that came out which right now is earnings reports. So we keep a list of these. On the other end, I can tell you in the aftermarket, iRobot, which closed at 130 and a half, is at 110. That would be a bad one. So we are in the midst of earnings season. We will be coming at you every single day. And as always, it is your money. You get to decide. Up next, more on this and whatever else. I'm Gary. This is the one that we investors at. You're listening to America is talking. Investors Edge. You gotta be big with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Colbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investors Edge. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, another good day in the market. We're in the midst of earnings season. Pay attention. We'll be on it. Uh, as you know, we had a vicious fourth quarter. We had a viciously good first quarter. Uh, the easy money is out there in droves. Markets love it. Now, I heard somebody today say earnings are good. No, they're not. I don't know what these people were looking at. We're thinking of because I look at every earnings and there's going to be some good, but a lot of them have been bad. So I don't know where they're coming from. Oh, that's right. Reaction's been good. If the market was down 400 today, we, the person would have come out and say earnings were bad. Just remember, it is not the news. It's how markets react to the news. Simple as that. Now, I've been asked about the IPOs. Symbol ZM was up another 330 today. Was up seven and a half bucks at one time today, by the way. Uh, Pinterest was up a little bit. Uh, let me be clear. The action right now in all these names is going to be random. 
what we look for, listen carefully, if you plot price on a graph and you're a new IPO and you don't have anything to show except up oh, the first day is open and you got a little bar, second day, third day, fourth day, what we will tend to look for is for that IPO to settle down for a couple of weeks and break out of that couple of week range and as long as it holds that breakout, good. If it doesn't, bad. That's what you look for. And sometimes you get some that last four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. The longer, the better. But when you're dealing with IPOs, uh, anything's possible. Now, I was asked, well, how, how do you just catch something like a ZM, Zoom video? Because it was a $36 IPO. Uh, they opened it at 65. Went to, excuse me, 63, went to 65, down to 60, and then rallied to 74 today, closed at 69. How do you... There's no way of really catching unless, you know what you got to do? You got to do the day trading charts. But it's something I don't aspire to. Uh, you get to decide on whether you do or not. That's all. And I will tell you, sometimes IPOs set up like there is no tomorrow. They're so good. The best one I have ever seen was the MasterCard IPO. I believe it was uh, 2006. And as we speak, I am uh, going backwards on my charts to go back to that year. You know what I hate more than anything? Is when my, what is it called? A keyboard? Doesn't work very well. There you go. I'm going back to that year, and I must tell you, that the best-looking IPO breakout I, I really have ever seen uh, was MasterCard. It came at the $39, and it basically just sat around until August 2nd, and you had just a monstrous earnings-related move to the upside. It was a gap from 45 to 48, closed at 50, and the stock was just off to the races. Now, you don't get them perfectly like that. By the way, the stock within... I'm just looking here real quickly back then. You should go study this. From August to October went from 50 to 70. Uh, that was 40% right there. Uh, into November was 102. So in four months, and by the way, it had another gap on its next earnings report in late October uh, that made it keep going. And I believe they rallied it into, you know, the, we had a bear market back in 08. But these are the type of things that we like to study. And O'Neill, William O'Neill and all that, has put them at, we have IPO bases in the last uh, big workshop we went to uh, with them. So just letting you know. Now this year looks like we're going to get a lot of, as long as the market doesn't crap out, but a lot of them lose money. Uh, this ZM doesn't really make money. Pinterest just started making a little bit of money. I believe when MasterCard reported that number, it was a good earnings number. So we'll see. And what we will do here, and what we do in our email service, is we will post these things up as they show up. Now, I'm also being asked about Amazon. I think it's up 50 bucks in the last two days. And they report this week. And I'm being asked, what do you do about that? Amazon's up 62 bucks this week. For the month, it's up $143 April. Which, by the way, is 8%. It's not like it's up 50%. But what do you do? You know earnings are coming out soon. You don't want to be trapped. It's That one is just 
for any of you to decide. For any of you to decide. I can't put myself in your shoes. I tend to not want to buy anything before earnings, and I'll watch this run up, and I'll be like, gosh darn, why don't I own it? But I realize I just don't want to be in. If Amazon decides to drop 300 points on earnings, now of course it can be up 300 points on earnings, but I don't know, and I don't pretend to know. And yes, I know there are people out there that tell you what the stock's going to do on earnings report. They're full of crap. They really don't know. So tough call there. Some people have two weeks, some people one week, and then they decide the day before. We'll just let you decide. We're being asked about Tesla a lot. I guess some of you are neck deep in the stock. Two things. Number one, if it wasn't Elon Musk, he would be out on his ear by now. That's number one. If he was the CEO of 3M, he'd be out of a job. CEO of most companies, he'd be out of a job. And I got nothing against the guy. I have no bone to pick. I think the guy's brilliant. You just can't be the CEO of a company and constantly uh, put out numbers that don't come true. A, you piss off Wall Street. And B, first thing I taught my kids. If you get a reputation of lying, nobody's going to ever believe you. And you're going to have to prove to everybody you're not lying about the next things you say. And that's where he has me. He came out yesterday and said they're going to have a million robot cars in the next so-and-so amount of time. Bullcrap. And everybody laughed it off and the stock sold off. So the, the, he's lost all, most credibility, not to even mention the deal, dealings he has with the SEC and stuff like that. And this is not a call on whether the stock goes up or goes down. We're just letting you know we have a low tolerance for this type of CEO action and activity. Just my thoughts. I'm being asked about marijuana stocks. I don't know. Have fun. I don't have a great opinion, except valuations are a joke on a lot of them. You want to buy companies uh, with uh, 20 million in sales that has a $6 billion market cap? Have at it. If you lose money, all you got to do is ask yourself the question. Up next, more on this, that, and the other thing, whatever else. This is the one only to said. You're listening to. What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Uh, Texas Instruments reported in the aftermarket. I, I just got to mention this. Uh, Texas Instruments uh, closed at 116, a new yearly high. Was it 120 a little bit ago? 113 and three quarters right now, only down two and a half bucks. Their numbers are terrible. Terrible. And I'm just asking myself the question, what's going on? What is going on with these terrible numbers and not bad reactions? In fact, good reactions initially on Texas Instruments. Answer, I don't know. Uh, first time... Let me get this right for you to give you an idea. For the first time, have to go all the way back to 2001 for the last time Texas Instrument had a sequential revenue decline in quarter one to quarter two. And now they're guiding lower going forward. Anyway, we shall see. 
All I know is the best analogy I can give you is if everybody bet on the New York Knicks to win the NBA championship this year when they were 5-16. and 16. Seriously. Because there are some bets on these semiconductors about businesses going to explode back up. All I know is I haven't seen anything in the way of that. So that is going to be something to watch going forward. But only down $2.5 in the aftermarkets. Uh, eBay reported, I don't think we've even talked eBay stock in forever. Stock's up a buck thirty in the aftermarket. eBay is at $37 right now. And it's just been pretty much a lot of dead money for a very long time. eBay in 2005 was 25 So it's up 50% in 14 years, eBay. Not so good. By the way, then again, Cisco is still not back to the highs of 99. Then again, Citigroup is still eh, 90% below the highs of uh, 2007. By the way, that is true. Most people don't know that. Uh, Bank America is still 50% below the highs of 2007. Now, J.P. Morgan's pretty good. Much better than the others. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Calling for a wealth tax to pay for student loans. What do you all think of that? You see, here's my problem with all that. Just remember what all this comes down to. Government running more of us. That's all it is. Oh, you're worth that much money? Give it up. And we're going to pay off these student loans. But again, the problem with all this is that it's never dollar for dollar. It's never dollar for dollar. Do you realize if all the money we ever sent to the government was really worked dollar for dollar, there'd be no homeless, there'd be no poverty, every road and every bridge and every highway and byway would be up to snuff and they, wouldn't be, they couldn't complain about infrastructure, but no. They get a dollar, maybe what, 25 cents? Get, get to what it really needs to do? That's how you get in debt and deficits. Think about that. Trillions of trillions and trillions of dollars towards the homeless and poverty. How is that possible? Well, go to Washington. Go look at the buildings that all these people work in. The greatest of grade A buildings, number one. Number two, go look at how many people work in Washington and what their salaries are and what their pensions are and what they get. Number three, go look at how many committees there are for the commissions and the commissions for all the committees and the amount of staff they have per person. And then what about the lobbyists? They've got to be taken care of. You know, you've got to wipe each other's hands. What about that? You know, I can go on. But therein lies my issue. These socialists want more and more and more of the money and will do anything possible to get it. So what do they do? Oh, those poor students. What did all the students do for the last so-and-so amount of years? Oh, that's right. They paid off their loans. What a concept. Contract law. You sign a document, you get a loan, you pay it off. What a concept. Nope, you got these people willing to pay it for you. Why? They want your vote. But guess what happens next? Just remember, you can pay me now, or you can pay me later. Anyway, you know my thoughts. Socialists with our money and our life. Capitalists with their money and their life. We'll be yelling and screaming about it till the election, ladies and gentlemen. Join it. 
Have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Simple procedure. Y'all make sure you hug your children. Night night. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.